to episode 37 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies, everybody. Sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. My name is Milton Campus, flying solo with Bo today. Uh, purple Belt, Fight Sports Coral Springs. You can check me on Instagram, at UncleMiltyBJJ. Um, today, we're going to be joined by 10th Planet Black Belt, Brandon B. Mac McCatherine. Ooh. All right. Very well known in our community. I know you gave me the debrief. <laughs> so stay I, tuned, everybody. Because I got my head up my butt. When it comes <laughs> well, we got to get you out on the mat pretty soon, brother. I, I could just know who's who, at least. Well, we're, we're going to learn you. We're going to learn <laughs> We are also sponsored by Technique.io, T-E-K-N-E-E-K. That's some cool stuff. That's cool. Think Tech. now it's getting interesting. After watching you guys play with it a couple yeah. of times, that's really cool. Well, so cool that they're venturing outside of just martial arts and using it for, like, people that train animals. Like, submit a video of your animals, submit a video of anything that could use a review. Uh, so they're kind of extending outside of jiu-jitsu. But for us, think Cameo for martial arts. All right? You can upload your training or competition video, and you'll get professional feedback from a pro. Pretty simple. Just do it for, like, uh, car mechanics and uh, I don't know how far sex. you can take it. That's Bo. Uh, um, think uh, pros like Robert Drysdale, Elliot Marshall, who used to fight in the UFC. Uh, next week's guest, Erin Hurley. She's on there as well. Um, Jiu-Jitsu dummies are on there. So if you want to submit a video like we did on last cool. week's you episode. Get a, you get a review from... And we some, might actually do ours on, on air, you know. If we, I mean, if other we than on. you guys, you get a review from people who know what they're talking about. Yeah, right? you're going to get tips and tricks <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> yeah, not just the dummies. We named ourselves the dummies for a reason, guys. Um, uh, again, you know, if uh, if you choose us, we're not guaranteeing that we'll have it on the air like we did with Miguel's, but, you know, if, uh, if it's a good video, we'll we'll do it at the end of an episode. Okay. Uh, but, but check them out at technique.io. The Instagram handle is the same as the website. So T-E-K-N-E-E-K dot I-O. Huge shout out to Flow and Roll at Flow underscore N underscore Roll on Instagram. You get 20% off your online t-shirt, rash guard, or gi orders with code JJD at flowandroll.com. All right. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we'll start out with our gym, uh, our gym supporters. Carlson Gracie, Broward County in North Lauderdale, Florida. Carlson Gracie Broward County.com. You can go check them out. Tell Big J that the dummy sent you. Uh, John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. These are, you know, basically outside of the main city of Fort Lauderdale, if you don't know Florida. Um, John Way Martial Arts.com. Uh, you know, John does more than jujitsu there. Right? He's got Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai. The list goes on and on. MMA, conditioning, uh, children, teens, adult classes. So check them out. Maybe we'll get you started there. Both. Sweet and sour I can chicken. see you. I can see you more as a kung fu guy. You know, yeah. To start, there's yeah. I, I kind of feel that. I want to strike and, and uh, <laughs> kill people. Why the why the <laughs> Russian accent? It's not a Russian. It is uh, all ancient Chinese. <laughs> what are you talking? We just lost all of our all of Chinese China. listeners. It's <laughs> all okay, of China. We're, we're, at, we're at war with them anyway <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> Later, guys. At some other time. <laughs> our our podcast patrons also include Robert Walker, Frank House, 
Wolsey Rivera, who sent us a question that we might answer on today's episode. Uh, Boa Athletics, check them out at on IG at BOA underscore athletics. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar, James Fisher, CJ Carroll. Big shout out to Mission 22 doing big things for veterans. Chuck Reddor and Roberto Santiago. Roberto, we love you for putting us together with uh, some of these gym uh, supporters, so uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, if you like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. If you join, you'll be automatically entered to win. Every single month we do a $100 giveaway, whether it's from our podcast store or sponsor. Last month it was Fightback CBD. How do we not have more patrons at this point? They're coming. They're coming. We get, I mean, we, get we the give away, like, the giveaways are ridiculous yeah. and yeah. constant. Hey, guys, it's, it's how we, you know, so help easy. keep the show running. Yeah. So, you know, for as little as five bucks a month, you can get entered into win $100 worth of jujitsu swag. They get something big out of it. That's $100. So we bucks we gave away a three-pack right. of Fightback CBD. Actually, Justin wound up going above and beyond. He said she was just three products. So the young lady who Cuts won last bottles. month. So it was... She chose one bottle of CBD. I think she did bath bombs, and I think she did the new rub that he has, like a CBD. I do like bath bomb. bombs, too. Yeah. Like bloop, bloop, bloop. So he let her choose three <laughs> items instead of it just being the three-pack of CBD, which is what I had expected. So nice, nice. Uh, the, the month before that, High Road BJJ, who's also a foundation supporter, uh, he gave away some product. I think that was to Britt. Uh, Britt Tavar won that month. So, cool. Um, you know, cool stuff. You know, again, yeah, for, for as little as $5 like- a month, we shout you out on the show. And you can win. You're I think always winning something. Every yours. supporter has won at least once, and a lot of them have won twice. I mean, we've been doing this for going on two years in May, so um, probably, what, two, three months in, we started doing the Patreon stuff. So yeah. so it's a great way to win stuff, guys. And, and again, it's either gear from the podcast store, jujitsudummies.shop, Fightback CBD, Flow and Roll is going to do something next month. We're actually doing a giveaway right now, $100 giveaway on our Instagram, so get on there before the end of the month. Do the whole, like, you know, tag two friends, like this post, yeah, yeah. Uh, like our page and flow and rolls, and then uh, you're entered to win. So uh, that's going to be $100 worth of stuff. I don't have one of his shirts on today. I've got uh, our cool podcast shirts. You. I don't have, I have a plain red one. Ooh, now you do. <gasps> wow. You know, I always love opening them first. So. More? <laughs> More shirts? I got something for Yay. you every week, bro. Dude, so, cool. All right. I like that color, is, too. Uh, I had this one done. I am not going to lie. I pretty much fell in love with the whole retro style yeah, that Flow was doing. Yeah. So I had one of our designers. I said, "Give me something retro like that." Yeah, that's and, definitely. Uh, and hopefully, I'm actually talking to them about doing a doing a Flow and Roll doing a, a shirt for us because I love their cool. stuff. I like it. Uh, I'll have one of their shirts on the next episode. Oh, All like his it. retro stuff, skulls, kind of that you know that whole feel. See, Looks like hand drawn stuff. It's really cool. I don't have to buy T-shirts for the next twenty years. You won't. I'll keep you in T-shirts next time when you're in the store and you're looking at T-shirts. Say. No, I'm if you get them extra long, I won't wear nothing. pants either. I'll just wear T-shirts. I will make sure to get them extra small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to see? So, uh, okay, if you'd like to support the show, again, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Uh, I already did that one, didn't I? Join, join automatically, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, so no, the part that I missed was if you submit questions to the show, that month's giveaway, you're also entered into, we add your name to the hat. So that was the part that I was missing. So uh, missing. So if you're a listener and you submit a question, you also get an entry into that $100 giveaway. All right. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching or listening. It absolutely helps us. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell. Oh, you're not going to do the ding? Bing, bing. Uh, click the bell on the page and you get notifications each time we launch new videos. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's uh, let's get B uh, Mac in here. Ready? B-Mac. Let's do it. Let's do it.
All right, everybody, joining us today is 10th Planet Black Belt, Brandon B. Mac McCatherine. How you doing, Brandon? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have you, man. Thank you. Um, you know, it took us a couple of weeks to get you on, but but we did it. Uh, uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we do you prefer BMAC? Does it Brandon BMAC? Does it matter? You don't care? You you can just make stuff up. You can change yeah. it every time. <laughs> I'm just here to serve. You know what All I'm right, saying? Man. I like that, man. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. So you just said you're coming you're coming to us from Alabama, correct? Yes, sir. Right here. Where, where is your school? Is because is it is it Tenth Planet De- Decatur? Is that your yes, school? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's North Alabama. We're like two hours south of Nashville. Okay. So there, so it, it's, there's a Decatur in Alabama? Yeah. Okay, see, so isn't there a Decatur in Georgia? No. And Illinois. Oh, probably okay. every state in the union, right. bro. Because <laughs> I always – I'm like, Decatur – isn't it Decatur, Georgia? And then I saw Alabama. Okay, so – all right. So. Yeah, so if, you, if you've heard of Decatur before, you've probably heard of one of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do real good in school, you know, so <laughs> – feel that. <laughs> but uh, all right, so you're coming to us from Alabama. Um, are you guys open there as far as the gym? I know you know with COVID, are you like officially okay to to train? Are you doing like everyone else? And it's like, you know, we're training, dude. Yeah, we're training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not really accepting a ton of new students right now. Yeah. So it's the um, the ones that that we have and that have been with us with us. We're training. We're allowing them to train, yeah. but we're kind of just laying low, but we're open. We're open for business. So yeah, yeah. We, we opened in May. We shut for about three months. Yeah. And then when they opened contact sports in Alabama, we opened back up with that. Okay, good. Cause they weren't going to let uh, Alabama football not happen. <laughs> you have so, a riot on your hands. Yeah, dude. Nick Saban, Nick Saban called the governor. I was like, listen, K Ivy, here's the situation. Yeah. Roll tide. And she's like, I understand. Say no more. And I was like, well, we're going with Nick. <laughs> so I know down here in Florida, I was, uh, the day before I went into quarantine in March last year, I blew out my knee training with my coach. The day before? The day before I was doing it. There was a Sunday. Dude, there's never been a better time to blow your knee out. Though. I know. It was perfect timing. It was perfect timing because <laughs> yeah, I probably would have trained. Um, of course, because you're a psychopath, I'm sure. I know my coach knows you. I'm not sure if you know my coach. Uh, Felipe coach? Amarante, vice president. I do know Felipe, yeah. You know Felipe, yes. Yeah. He's, he's my coach. Um, Dude, I really like that guy. He's got a killer lockdown in electric chair. Game. I know. he's very. He does not like that I have you on today. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I see what you're doing. I see that you're going to get the he's secrets get directly beats, from the though. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had nothing but good things to say about you. He commented on one of my posts uh, announcing you were coming on. Uh, he's an awesome dude. He is, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's, I, lockdown's my thing now too. I, you know, lockdown is, you know, from him, uh, it's, it's kind of my go-to, especially as, uh, you know, kind of like a bigger guy. And, uh, in my gym, I, I hate like just jumping on the smaller guys and making them feel like, you know, I'm beating up on them. So, Hey, Jumping. attack. And you know, I get <laughs> attack and I love that lockdown. So it, uh, I'm, I'm learning. Hey, nobody mad at you for being big, dude. Yeah. If you're big, do it. Nobody gets mad at little guys for being fast. Smush yeah. them suckers. You know, I, I, when I, it always irks me when somebody says like, Oh, you're using too much strength or you're using, you're using too much flexibility, bro. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I never, the I same never got problem. like we actually, uh, it's funny cause Felipe had a, had to have a talk with the class one time when one of our uh, purple belts, I think it was told a white belt like, Hey, Hey, there was a, a, a set of brothers that came in. One's white, one's blue. And these guys are strong, man. These young in their mid twenties, and the purple belt told him, he's like, you're using too much strength. You got to calm down a little bit. 
But coach lined us up at the end of class. Felipe lined us up and said, hey, listen, don't, don't worry about that. You should work on your defense. If he's too strong for you, then you work on your defense. You know, do something different. Uh-huh. Don't tell him not to use his strengths. So He's a white belt. What else is he going to do? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, okay, so COVID, you guys are open. I was going to say, too, you know, one of the things that happened down here, again, I was out. I was, I, I was go, driving to a point there, blew out my knee. When I went back, probably seven, eight months in, I show up and there's a sea of white belts. What happened is all the vets weren't, you know, we had some vets that went in, but a lot of the vets just stayed home and quarantined, even though we weren't under like, you know, strict mandates down here in Florida. And, but all these white belts showed up and lots of people were looking for stuff to do and, and, you know, showed up to this sea of, of new students and new faces, which I thought was awesome for jujitsu in general. So hopefully that happens for you as well. Uh, You know, are people trying to come in and you're kind of, are you turning people? Yeah, 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 we're, we're just we're, we're taking in new people, but it's like on a limited basis, like, you know, almost like an interview process. Like, yeah. okay, are you going to create a problem? Have you been sick? You, you know, like, yeah. but what, I don't know, man. Um, my whole family had COVID, like everybody really? in my house had it. Really? And no, nobody really got, I mean, I got, I was tired for like three days. Yeah. And, uh, my wife didn't have any symptoms. My children didn't have any symptoms, but you tested, but we did, we yeah, we tested positive. Oh, wow. Um, but we did actually have a young guy that trains with us here that got it. Um, and he got pretty sick. Yeah. But, you know, he's fine now. But yeah. so that's the only person that I know that's been actively or that's young and healthy and athletic and that tries to take care of themselves, you know, like actively that actually got sick. But he he recovered, you know, but yeah. he, he did he did get sick, man. So I don't want to. I don't want to totally dismiss it because if he can, if it can make that guy really sick, then yeah. Okay. Well, there's something going on for sure. So, I, I <laughs> it's think, not a hoax or whatever. <laughs> I think I saw you on the McDojo show talking about, I, I think your first interview on the McDojo show, uh, you talked about, you really, you closed before you were really told to close, right? You, you, you took a little, yeah, we, we just approach. didn't know what was going on, man. And you know, it's before every, before it turned political, you know, and before people are like, uh, if you are on this side, if you're on this team, then you're not my friend. And if you're on yeah. this team, you're not like before all that started when it was just like, Oh shoot. Like there's a virus that's going around and trying to take everybody out. Uh, well, okay, you know what? We're going to close just out of uh, an abundance of caution. What would yeah. want 15 days to slow the spread? Okay. Yeah. We can, we can live for 15 days. Yeah. We can do without for 15 days. And then it ended up, it went to three months and, uh, yeah, I mean, we just had to make a move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had to make a move. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we, no one's ever seen anything like this before. So Yeah, it's been uh, wild, man. Well, let, let's take a – let's kind of go back in time. Let's get in our time machine here. Tell sure. us about how you got your start in, in martial arts because jiu-jitsu isn't your only discipline, correct? You've done other correct. martial arts before. Give us your history. So I, I didn't have a background in any kind of martial arts or wrestling or anything growing up. Um my wife actually when I was, I was we were 26 26 years old i think might have been 25 but uh i'd gotten overweight i was gonna say a little bit but i actually got real overweight uh what's the word i'm looking i was fat <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my wife sat me down on the couch and she said listen i did not marry you so i could spend the last 20 years of our marriage as a widow i'm concerned about your health i signed us up for martial arts classes all right. all right 
So yeah, I'm loud and on the internet all the time. So people think I'm the 10th planet pioneer in the south, in the South, but it's actually my wife. She's a black belt also. Oh, wow. That's wow. awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, that's so, a, that's a, that's the first time I heard a story like that. And you know, it's, it's uh, it's almost always the other way around for us. Yeah, no, right. I, I have. A, I have we started training at the same time, but it was it was her that that spurred it on. I really didn't know. I mean, like we watched the UFC. That's how yeah. much we knew. Yeah. And I had learned like an Americana and an arm lock from people. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with them. I could just identify those things. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so we signed up at a place called Webster's Karate. And we picked that spot because they had MMA classes on the weekends. I didn't want to do karate. But they grappled twice a week during the classes, yeah. and they did MMA classes on the weekends. I was like, okay, this seems like a good one. And she's like, let's do it. So, yeah, we got our black belts in Tung Sudo and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu over there. And then uh, that was the location, actually. The back room at that spot was the location, the first location for Tenth Planet. Wow. So, so wait, so with – give me the 10th planet connection. How did that happen? Because with dude, so, um, my, my instructor at the time, Jamie, just an insane martial artist, like as good of them all, all around martial artist as I've ever met in the, on the planet, you know, but he, he's super open-minded and his objective was just, is just to expose his students to martial arts mm -hmm. and then let them take the route that, okay. that they're going to, fall in love with and so mine was grappling just right away i was like i like the grappling you know i don't know why mm -hmm. just something i still don't know why mm -hmm. it's just like addictive or something addictive about it like i'm sick in the head or something yeah. uh, <laughs> you like joking people but, you gotta be to let somebody told us, to roll you know let roll around with somebody and let them kill you every day yeah, yeah. yeah people sweating in your eyeball yeah. and stuff it's my favorite part <laughs> and so yeah jamie was like hey i was a white belt in karate still i was still a white belt in karate wow. he goes hey there's a guy named Eddie Bravo <laughs> is teaching a seminar an oh, hour man. and a half from here. You should go. If you learn something cool, bring it back and show me. And, uh, <laughs> Freebie. So, so me and one of my training partners at that time went down and that's how I met Eddie. And, uh, I just, cha I just stalked him for 10 years until he gave me a black belt basically. <laughs> so, so he, so he's from California, right? He was doing yeah. a seminar here. So how did you go out there and train? Did you know, yeah. how, how did that happen? Did you move out there? I, I don't know the history. So I stayed here in Decatur and then I'm, I went out to LA and spent a couple of weeks. I flew a couple of his people out and just like learned from them for like a week. I just had them stay with me for like a week, mm -hmm. you know? So like Chris Herzog was, uh, he's a black belt under Eddie also. He runs Rochester, New York. Okay. And I was bringing him down all the, he's a deep Sambo background. Okay. like, uh, like fifth or sixth degree black belt in judo before he got into tenth plan. He trained at Militich back in the day, like oh, wow. super well-rounded martial yeah. artist. And uh, yeah, I was, I just built a good relationship with Chris initially too. And so I was learning a lot of the tenth planet stuff and leg lock game from Chris when I was still a white in the blue belt. And then I would, if I made myself a rule, like, okay, I want to, I want to be a black belt. I don't have any, there was no, there's no jujitsu still to this day. There's no other jujitsu school in our city. So like, um, if I wanted to learn, I had to, I had to go somewhere to learn. Yeah. And so I just made myself a rule. If Eddie's within a 10 hour drive, I'll be there. And so for about 10 years, I would see him two or three times a month. <laughs> 
So you, you weren't kidding. You'd stalk them for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome, man. And I'm, you know, I would go out to LA and stay two weeks, a couple of times a year, fly Eddie out a couple of times, you know what I mean? That whole story. And, um, yeah, so he would show me, he would teach me, let his students beat the crap out of me. And then I would just come home and try to remember what he said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and practice. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. So, for, you know, again, for the people that don't necessarily know, um, Eddie Bravo really created 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, his version of Jiu-Jitsu, because he was training UFC fighters. Right. He wanted to correct me if I'm wrong, jump in, please, if I'm getting this wrong. Right. He wanted to create or create moves or create a type of jujitsu that he could teach these UFC fighters to help them use jujitsu and minimize the amount of strikes they were taking while they were using their jujitsu. Yeah, am, while am they're on their back specifically. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I mean that's the general yeah. story for sure. Yeah. Uh, but specifically he wanted to address the problem of the guard. Like why is the guard not delivering any because in the beginning the guard delivered in the UFC, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't know jujitsu, the first six, probably UFCs, you were toast. You were toast. And triangles and get your back. Oh, and we're down. naked. Do whatever. You remember like hoist tap Ken Shamrock out. He didn't even, he got him from the back. He didn't even have the hooks in. He yeah. just, you know, reach yeah. around with a seatbelt and tapped him. And so, yeah, there was a lot of, um, a lot of easy jujitsu going down in the early stages. But then when, you know, Mark Coleman and Dan Severn. Well, I guess Dan Severn first, and then uh, Don Fry, and then Mark Coleman. Like, these guys start coming in uh, and wrestling all these jiu-jitsu guys to the ground, and they're nullifying the guard as they start to see it. And then the guard not just became less effective, but almost came ineffective. Like, oh, God, don't go to the ground with these wrestlers. Mark Coleman's going to headbutt you in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so over time – um, Eddie just, he got obsessed with like, not reinventing, but I guess refocusing mm-hmm. on how to use the guard when we don't have the gi and when people are trying to punch us in the face. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, all right. So now we go from you, you getting your black belt from Eddie Bravo. You are the first, were you the first instructor or the, the first black belt in, in essentially like the Southeast United States? Is that right? Yeah, I was, I was actually Eddie's first blue belt in the Southeast. Oh, really? Yeah. So like there was not even another 10th planet blue belt at that time. And so, yeah, all the way up, we were the first school. I was the first black belt in the South. Yeah. All of that. So, okay, let's let's fast forward now. You're doing something innovative, like, you know, let's kind of match it up with what Eddie did back then. You started the PGF. I might be yeah. jumping forward here. We'll, we'll come back. That's to some okay, man. Yeah. We'll jump. Yeah. I like to jump. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so the PGF, tell me, tell me how this came to be. Uh, you know, I was explaining to my producer, Bo, who you hear in the background there, uh, you know, think like uh, NFL-style jiu-jitsu, right, teams. Right. That's that's essentially yeah. what you let, let's tell everybody what, what you're doing and, and and how's it been going? Because I think you're on your second season, correct? Yeah. Second yeah. season starts March 5th. OK, so uh, the first. So what it is, is there's eight weeks of consecutive games. So the players play There's 16 players okay. and they play. Everybody plays everybody. So you get 15 matches during the regular season. It's all sub only and uh, six minute matches. But you score not on the sweeps and all of that. You score based on how you beat me. 
So if you beat me with, say, a choke of some variety, we call it a kill. You beat me with a uh, kill, so a choke, rear naked, arm triangle, triangle, et cetera, even like baseball bat, whatever, that's six points towards the playoff. Okay. If you beat me with a break, we call it a break, so it's a joint lock, you know, catch the wrist, okay. even like a neck crank or whatever. Um, not a neck crank that could also define as a choke. So like if, oh, you, that was more of a crank, not that, that's the, that's the kill, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like a, an arm lock or a heel hook or whatever, that's worth three points towards the playoff. And so over the course of 15 games, it sorts out just like standings in a sports league. Okay. And so, yeah, and then the top eight make a sub on the playoff is one night sub only no time limit. So there are teams, but there are they are those all team points or those are team points and individual points? How how do the points so get awarded? There's really each individual is his own team for okay. the most. All right. If you think of it like okay, that. Gotcha. So there's 16 teams, but then we do split them into two teams and we make like a little team game okay. as well. But it's um it doesn't it doesn't affect the league as much as it affects like the fantasy league. Okay. That's where that really. So yeah, we have like a fantasy league. For the fans and stuff like that, which made it really addictive for everybody in season one. So now season two starts the next couple of weeks, March 5th. Yep. You're doing this all in in your gym right now? Yeah. So what we did this time is uh, the first time season one, you had to be at our gym every Friday night to play your Mm -hmm. matches. We did it all live. Okay. But this time we brought everybody in from – you know, people coming from Texas. We had New York, mm-hmm. Florida, Georgia, like wherever. So it's growing. And yeah. And, but we packed them all in to the gym and we stayed here for a week and we did it all over the course of a week, oh, wow. like ultimate fighter style. <laughs> and so now, now we're going to release it one week at a time. Okay. So you have uh, it recorded. You have it recorded already. It's done. Yeah. Oh, it's already it's done. done. Okay. So the, the March yeah. is the oh, a little Netflix March is style the here. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like ultimate fighter sort of. All right. So what's the, you know, what I, I'm new to watching tournament jujitsu, probably more because of the podcast. We got involved with Jits King. Uh, we were, you know, kind of doing some stuff with them. And I started to understand not, you know, just the local tournament side of it. I'm talking about, you know, fight to win. Like, oh, so yeah. cool. Flow grappling, fight to, you know, I'm a purple belt. Yeah, doing, it about, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing yeah. it about six years, but, you know, always it was, uh, I consider myself a hobbyist. I'm, I started at 41. I'm 47. You know, train as much as I can. You're 47. I'm 47. Yeah, bro, you look fabulous. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. What I want, whatever your whatever your diet. No, you like, don't. I need no. Whatever I was doing oh. got me a heart attack two years ago. So okay, I don't want to do that. I've changed my mind. Is Coke Zero okay for heart attack? I, I appreciate that, but I'm definitely going to make my wife watch this part because I always tell her. You look people. so young and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to listen to this. I'm 40. I'm 40. Look at these ditches in my forehead, bro. They tell them I got I got the same thing, man. It's in the genes, man. But my, I'm, I'm 53. So. My parents are in their 70s, and they probably both look about 10 years younger than they actually are. They're, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say a, they look 10 years younger than it's you. It's in the genes. <laughs> I, I did. Again, I, I I wish I could say, oh, you know, I took such great. It's the genes. Uh, the heart attack probably was half, uh, you know, kind of. Um, some of my dad's side of the family have heart conditions and probably the things that I was putting in my body. We won't go too far into that. I didn't treat my body like the temple that I should have. So I'd probably be you much were doing better some off. of them tip planet supplements. 
a lot of there was a lot of things, you know, from what was going in the mouth and what was, you know, other th- yeah. So we'll, uh, word, we'll just leave word, it there, you know. You, you understand? I, I was, uh, you know, living in Florida at 25. You want, you know, you wanted to look your best. Word. Let's say that different man. You're yeah. A different so, man. but uh, you know, that's that's all long gone. But um, I forgot where I was going to go. I'm so I'm so. I didn't uh, matter. I I'm so flattered. He's telling me how handsome dirt. I am. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's my secret. That's how I actually got my black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Telling Eddie how, how handsome he is. Yeah, it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with my skill set, though. <laughs> I really did forget where I was going with what I was saying. Battery. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's just run. But yeah, let's. So, you know, I was, I'm kind of curious about. So, you've got your setup there in the podcast. I know you, you did the BMAC show, and I, I didn't do enough research to check out the kitchen techniques. I did see a couple of videos. I wanted to, let, let's start with the kitchen techniques. What was that about? You were doing like techniques in the kitchen with your wife or something? What What are those about? Uh, that's just, that's just how I spaz out and, yeah. I, and I'm just a weirdo. And somebody gets but, it on, on video. Yeah. And I just, I can't, I'm just a spaz. That's what it is. And I'll just get in, I'll start getting excited and I'll just start, you know, I saw those kicks. I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely done some other martial arts. Those kicks were getting, I can't get, I can't get my leg up that high anymore. I'm like the, the, the more I do jujitsu, the less, the less flexible I become. I don't, I don't know why that is. I've yeah, definitely just, do a lot more stretching. it's like a different flexibility, right? Like, yeah. but you, like for jujitsu, my hips are super open. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. like, I feel like uh, my hamstring and like my straddle stretch is not what it used to be when I was kicking all the time and stuff. Yeah. So the BMAC show, what what was that? Did you did you are you still doing that? Is that coming back or is that something that? Yeah, that's gonna come back. Like, yeah. Yeah, we did one season, and it was um, it's just like a vlog. Yeah. You know, just. I travel a lot, go to different gyms for, well, I used to, for seminars and, you know, I am do a lot of commentary and stuff. So I have a full-time uh, camera guy here mm-hmm. that just, you know, every day he just, not every day, but he kind of just documents what happens here. And if I go on the road, he goes with me and yeah, yeah we just. Well, you want to do that? I need, I need somebody to do that. He's a, you need a fly <laughs> on the wall. I need camera. you to follow Honestly, me around. Honestly, that's the best money I've ever spent on my business. Yeah. Is that where now one of my favorite things, this is this is the truth. And as we had the conversation about having you come on, um, the the one minute jujitsu hacks, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you're still calling it that. It looks like the new ones just say yeah. B Mac, right? Those are incredible. For a guy like Thanks, me, man. like I'm always look I'm again as a bigger guy, I'm always looking at like you know, I'm not a Barambolo guy. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going inverted. Um, you know, I'm usually trying to get on top or again, you know, lockdown is kind of my thing. I, I, I've got a great North South choke. You know, I've got the things okay. that I do. So I'm always looking at the, the thing, the little things that can make what I know better. I, I definitely am came from the school of learn the basics and then kind of, you know, get the trick and your, those videos. I'm like, I, the, the one that I saw yesterday, and you could probably demonstrate it better than me. Was about putting in the rear naked, the the order of putting in the arms. Oh yeah, going in That's here. A- I'm looking at it, going, how? Why doesn't no one else know this? Why am I just hearing this now after almost seven years doing jujitsu? I've never. Heard it, it seems never so heard basic. Can, can you just show it on the show here. it on the screen, right? Yeah. Can you just show it like what what you kind of mm-hmm. uh, what you kind of do? <laughs> That's a neck. That's a uh, neck. Okay. <laughs> here's the way. Here's the way most people do a rear naked choke, yeah. and, and a lot of times this is the way I still do a rear yeah. naked choke. I go around the neck, step one, and then I 
get the bicep in mm-hmm. some way, and then I go behind the head, and that's step three. So go yeah. one, two, and then three in mm-hmm. some way, right? Yeah. You know, you could, you know, there's different yeah, you, configurations. Yeah, and a lot whatever. of time, you know, you're starting to fight with the head trying to get the hand behind. Yeah, and, it's, you, know? and you can't get back yeah. there, and then they start to peel this down yeah, in the meantime. Usually they're going to hand yeah. fight, and they're going to give you a little bit of trouble with trying to get the, right. the hand two on, back there. They go two on one in this yeah. hand, they start pulling it away, yeah. and you're like, I'll, I'll never get a chance to lock it. Yeah. yeah. So what I started doing is I would go one and then I'll take this little grip here and I'll latch onto the back of like a rock climbing hook and I'll mm-hmm. latch onto the clavicle or the uh, scapula right there mm-hmm. and just latch on and close my elbow down like that. And so the order of operations goes one and I latch on. And when they go to put their hand there, I slide that hand behind their head, step three first. Mm-hmm. And then I roll it over and it lands right there. Dude, that's a game changing hack for me i haven't rolled since i saw that i think i just saw that one yesterday and i'm just like i'm like i gotta get to the gym (laughs) i was went away last weekend came home with a cold so i'm just getting over that cold so i didn't want to go train today maybe i'll take tomorrow but next week that's it it literally if anyone listening you've got to go check out b max page go ahead and give me your instagram because i know that's where i'm catching a lot of the stuff yeah instagram's brandonmc.ninja facebook website just YouTube, Google Brandon McCaffrey. Brandon yeah. Ninja. So I'm, I'm dying to, to show that one. The other one that I, that I love is, uh, especially like when I'm rolling with a lower belt and I might like give them something is when you showed uh, the defense to some, right, you, somebody's you're, you're in an arm bar. Somebody's got your arm bar. You might be yeah. holding on your hands and the way that you put your hand on your head instead of doing the figure four behind their leg. Again, that's something that I yeah. always do. I'll just catch them there and I'll let them fight me for a little while. And, you know, and usually kind of pop out. Uh, but I like that one where they can't put their head across your really, they can't get their leg across your face or your neck. Again, yeah, they, such, they're not able to It seems like such a neck. basic thing that, again, it's like, why hasn't anybody showed this to me before? I actually learned that from Hicks and Gracie. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, he was like, everybody do an arm lock and defense. And they just <laughs> to put the hand. <laughs> uh, uh, when I put the hand to the man, I just, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and the, the trick that you don't see on that video is uh, it's not just this, but you walk mm-hmm. like you're yeah. going to the same rock climbing hook right now that you can see it or not. Yeah. And you latch on, let the elbows yeah. rise like that. Yeah. Dude, very, very, that's not on, like there's ways around it, of course, just like yeah. everything. Yeah. Counter, counter and move around. And Felipe stuff. says for every level there's another level. Of course. Dude. Yeah. So I, I always thought I was really sneaky because I, I would get the hands here, let them get comfortable with maybe getting their leg across my face and just boop, push their leg up, pop out. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. I thought I was, I thought I had the trick already. I thought I knew that I had the secret sauce, and now I saw that video. So if anybody out there, you, you got to check out these one a minute jujitsu hacks, uh, uh, either on your Instagram or on Facebook or on um, on YouTube. Amazing. Again, haven't trained a lot because I was away. I'm already like. We need to get back in there. <laughs> so yeah, go go check those out, everybody. There again, I I th- I really think they're game changers, and they're so basic. It's it's kind of just like a, a head scratcher most of the time. It's like, but how, that's so obvious. How come I'm not learning that in my gym? Sorry, Felipe. I don't want to throw you under the bus. I love you, Felipe. You suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, don't so, hurt me, Felipe. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> so y'all can cut that part out. Yeah. 
No. We, we definitely not. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna cut that into a snippet. And I'm gonna send it to him in his Instagram. He's gonna, I'm gonna he's make gonna it blow a live. Me out with an electric chair. I, I'm gonna send it to him. And I'm gonna put it as a live video on my Instagram. Put put some put somebody else's face on my face though when you do it. <laughs> like on. you won't believe what Keenan Cornelius said about you, coach. <laughs> so let's talk about leg locks a little bit. All right. You you know I'm not you know I'm. I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing tournaments. They're 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 competing, Definitely. right? Um, what are your thoughts on the new the new rules, the changes, you know, to the IBJJF rules for for brown and black? Thoughts? Is it long time coming? Should have always been this way? What do you What are you thinking? Uh, I'm excited about the change. Yeah, I wish they did it for masters too. I guess I get it, um, but yeah, uh, I think it's gonna. I think there's going to be a shakeup at the top for a couple of maybe a couple of years, but the best, I don't think it's going to change that much just because of the way the rules are incentivized and stuff. I don't think it's going to change as much as people think because the best guys are going to adapt to it quickly. Just, you know, how the metas go, man. Like, like I remember when deep half guard was like the hot new thing. And now that's like base curriculum almost for every white and blue belt in the country. And there's, a little bit of deep half guard and then 50 50 was the hot stuff. And you know, like the, the meta shifts. Yeah. So as long as you're staying on top of the game, it doesn't take long to learn that if you know jujitsu, like, like we're crazy. If we think that uh, Mikey Musumeci is not going to be up on the reaping and the honey hole entries within about three months, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's going to be some shakeups. There's going to be some new guys at the top that couldn't have gotten there without the heel hook rules. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll see some of Donahue's guys and some of the Tenth Planet guys starting to podium for the first time, mm -hmm. or, or not the first time, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like maybe maybe gold a couple of times for the first time. But I don't know that we're going to see the teams shake up mm -hmm. at the top necessarily. Just kind of how I feel about it. I, I think you have to know leg locks though to do the modern no gi game. Like I, you have to do it. Do you have, is there a standing rule like, I mean, in the gyms that I've experienced, I've been at two gyms. Uh, one was a startup gym, and then now I'm with Fight Sports under Felipe. Um, I, I can't say it was like really set in stone, but when do you start teaching leg locks? For 10th Planet, is it like day one, you're learning, you know, defense and you're learning just different yeah. leg lock techniques? It, it, it's not like you're going to wait till this amount of years or this belt? No? No. no. We, so... At my, my gym, we do it just a, a little bit different, but we show – you learn everything from day one. Like, there's no there's no part you're not of jujitsu you're not allowed to explore and discover and start training. But if you're a white belt at my gym, at, at HQ, there's no rules about it. You know, mm -hmm. most of the 10th Planet schools, there's no rules. You're, you're a white belt, you can do heel hooks. But at my gym, you can, we practice them, we teach them, we drill them. You can enter the positions all you want during training, but you're not allowed to apply a twisting lock okay. or to have one applied to you during okay. the live rolling. Okay. But but Smart. at blue I mean, belt, at blue belt, it's all go. Yeah. What do you think about the gyms? What are your thoughts on a gym that that goes by that old school rule where it's you're not learning anything below the belt till you're you know kind of two stripe purple, maybe even a brown. Uh, I mean that's just the way it used to be. You know what, man? There's a lot of different ways to skin the proverbial cat. Yeah. So uh, I definitely support people not teaching stuff they don't understand. 
Okay. So I definitely support that. So if there's a coach, you know, and there's a lot of black belts that don't understand the leg locks. Yeah. Like still, they just like, yeah, I agree. Like they don't even conceptually understand them, much less like tech, have technical understanding of them. Mm-hmm. And so I support those guys not teaching leg locks in yeah. their school because they're going to pass bad information. Yeah. But uh, I hope that those schools are um, humble enough to go, listen, this is not what I do. It's not the way we do it here. Just like what Jamie did with me. Listen, dude, I don't know nothing about no, no gi jujitsu, but this Eddie Bravo guy is teaching. You need to go learn from him. And when you get some info that's important, I want you to bring it back here and share it with me. So I would hope that if there's, if I know there are still schools out there where, you know, there are banned techniques or you can't, you can't do that 10th planet crap in here. You can't do heel hooks in here. Uh, I would hope that the instructors are humble enough to understand their own limitations and not um, potentially um, limit their students' growth because of their own limits. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like we want our students, well, I want my students to be better than me. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I support, there's a lot of different ways to do jujitsu, man. So I don't think you have to know leg locks to be a black belt, but if you want to compete with the guys who are at the top right now in no gi, you, you can't just, Oh yeah, I understand leg locks a little bit. Like, no, you have to, you have to have the master. Yeah. Like, there has to be a mastery. Just the same way you have to have a mastery of a reverse De La Hiva guard or to play at the top now or whatever, man. You know, like the game's a lot bigger than it was when I was a blue belt. You know. Yeah. So, you know, my perception on it is that along with kind of along the same route that you're saying, I've always thought of it like this. It's not just about learning how to apply those. It's the the defense. And uh-huh. if you're not teaching the defense to something, that's when your guys are going to start to get hurt, especially when it comes yeah, to probably. you know leg locks and you know and, and heel hooks, things like that. Uh, I think that that's uh, where Camorra's. most people get in trouble. Who whoever really shows the defense first, like okay, look, I'm going to show you this position. Know to roll this way. No, you know, I, I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble, and that's where. You know, guys like me who used to just get on YouTube and then bring a move into the gym that wasn't taught to him by his coach. That's where we, I would get into some trouble. You know, I heard somebody with a can opener one time, you know, just in his guard and didn't understand that, you know, how bad that was. And he was right. out for, for over a month with the, with the back injury. So uh, I think it's, you know, uh, it's giving your students a clear understanding of like, bring me the technique you're going to do first. I'm not going to tell you not to do something, but bring it to me. Let me make sure that, you know, that. I could tell you how to do it the correct way. And more importantly, make sure that you understand the defense to something. I think that's where a lot of gyms fall short is, you know, a guy comes in and the purple belt's over there in the corner, you know, showing somebody how to do a heel hook, but he's not telling him how to get out of that heel hook. You know, uh, it, 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 that, I just think that that's where a lot of coaches fall short. When I see people get hurt, you know, we've got people that come into the gym all the time on our open mats. We do open mats every Saturday. You know, the other day we had, a, you know, a couple of black belts, we had three visiting black belts all get hurt in the same open mat, you know, but you know, different what? one was a back injury. One, one, like a big dude fell on a guy's leg. It, like, I think there's, I have this theory of, you know, I always like to get to know somebody before I roll with them, you know, before so, you hurt them. <laughs> when a stranger comes into the gym, I haven't had good experiences with strangers coming into the gym and there's a little bit of that. You don't know the person. Especially you do no gi. Somebody shows up. You don't know what belt they are. You have to have a conversation. Okay, this is how we do things here. You know, I, I had I had a guy you literally like try to take my shirt and like wrap it around my head when I was in because I used to wear a t-shirt over my over my uh, rash guard, 
and I'm like, I'm, we're flowing. He's, I'm flowing. He's not. He, he got pissed off because my shirt was wet. It, it was just like, all right, I take my shirt off. Let, let's roll. You know, it, it, just these odd things have happened when a stranger comes in and you don't know them. So I just kind of have this new rule. Usually, like to get to know somebody, even if it's in one session. You know, sit there. Hey, how you doing? Where you're from? What belt rank are you? Hey, this is what we do here because we do usually flow like a open that will usually do at least one flow round. But there are guys yeah. in the gym that, you know, my guy, a guy that I know, we know, we know that we're not going to flow with each other and we'll say it before we start rolling. But if I start like I'm rolling, about to pull your head off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not we're like, we'll go, we'll look at each other, wink and be like, we're, we're not going to flow. Right. Or, you know, or do you yeah. really want to flow? <laughs> Some guys will be like, yeah, I, really, I, I didn't get to warm up today. I haven't stretched. Let, let, let's flow. Uh, so I, I just, I've, I've just seen it happen too much and not, you know, love my gym to death. Literally, that happened where we had three visiting, and they were all black belts, all get hurt in different ways. That's with insane. Rolling with strangers, they they didn't even, they weren't even rolling with us. They were rolling with each other, and they got hurt. But I think it's kind of an ego thing. It's like they're rolling too hard, and they're doing things that they would normally do, and not having that conversation. Hey, why don't we flow together? We don't know each other. But I mean, that's my take on it. I'm, you know, just coming back from blowing out the knee, so I'm a little probably a little bit more cautious than most guys. But you know, I mean, what, you know just, what I do, man, is if I am in a situation, so like, let's say you show up at my gym. How, how big are you? I'm 235, about 5'11". Uh, two, so, yeah, I'm 5'8", 175, and I'm fat at 175. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, it, so you come to my gym. Oh, what's up, Brandon? Uh, man, let's, uh, let's slap, let's bump, and let's go. It, when I feel that, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, we're trying to figure it out okay. kind of energy okay. coming off of you. Especially if I know you're a purple belt or something like you say, you're purple, mm -hmm. especially if I know that I'm going to almost certainly let you get one over on me first. Mm -hmm. So look, look at how I'm playing the game with you. Look how it's okay for me to give mm -hmm. to you during the training. And I will lead like that. And I'll, I'll take the first hit to the ego. If that's what, it, if that's what the situation needs, I'll take the first one. And then once a lot of times, man, once a guy feels that they kind of go, Oh shoot, I was being a turd and I didn't realize it. Okay. Oh, Oh, I see. Brandon's he's here to train with me, not to show me he's the king, mm -hmm. which is correct. I really don't care if you think I'm, I already know I'm good. I don't care what you think about my game. Mm -hmm. So it's fine for you to beat me. So go ahead. If, if you need to beat me to get that out of your system so that we can train to get, go ahead, man. Yeah. You know, I know it's, it just, it softens the mood of the training dramatic. Now that's not always, it's not always time for that, but like you're a visiting purple belt. It is time. It is time for me to like, I'll give uh, honor you and I'll give preference to you and I'll be, I'll move first as the, as the servant to you and your needs. And that really, um, it just changes the attitude of the training almost every time. Yeah. I, I, as you know, again, I'm seven years in and what, you know, my take on it is, is, you know, again, with a lot of white belts, I'll usually let them dictate the pace. I'll, uh -huh. I'll elevate if they need to, ele if, if they're elevating, you know, I'll usually, again, if it's a white belt and they're new, I'm going to tell them, hey, let's, we can slow it down a little bit. If they don't heed that advice, I'll usually, I'm kind of, I do the, maybe the, little, the opposite of what you just said there, where I'm going to submit them and let them know, look, okay, if you're going to be that crazy and wild, this is what I can do to you. And almost always with the low belt, if I catch them once in a roll, then I'll just go defensive. I'll let them. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. 
Now go ahead, practice. Practice. Yeah, those, so that's Usually the, that's the same back, thing. Let them take my back. Just yeah. flip the other way. Yeah. That's the same thing. Yeah. Flip the other way. Um, you just want to. You just want to make sure they understand first. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. care if you understand. I already understand. Yeah. I already know I'm good. So it doesn't matter if you think I'm good. Yeah. I already got it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just came to train. So yeah, I think that's a great way too, man. Um, ultimately, what I and this is hard to do. You know, I, I, it takes a long time to get to this place. I think. But you'll, you'll, if you're not there already, you're going to be there in a couple of years. Like, you come at me like a savage. I'm, not only do, do I not come back at you with the same energy, but I want to come at you soft and still beat you. Yeah. And it's just so much, it's just so yeah. much more instructive. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's a display of the beauty of jujitsu on a whole new level. Like, oh, this 175 pound bald kid just, he's, flipping me around and and he's having a conversation he's not even paying attention to me and he's dumping me on my head and choking me you know and that that is a that's usually a more powerful testament to yeah. the power of jujitsu than anything else that i can do yeah i have a story about one of my co-hosts it's usually you know the, the podcast started before covid as a round table so yeah. i'd have like four or five guys come in uh, usually like a guest, you know, uh, like Felipe was one of our first guests, like episode three or four, but it was always a round table, always in house. We didn't really do zooms until after COVID hit, uh, but it would always be, you know, just a discussion of, of jujitsu. Um, one of my training partners, uh, Miguel, who's a, a recent blue belt, uh, he was so funny and he's, so, he is a student of not only UFC and MMA, he's very much into UFC got into jujitsu, wrestled in high school, military background. Great. Just not only is he funny, but a student of the game probably knows more. He could talk more technically about jujitsu than some brown belts that I know. Awesome. Uh, so we, we invited him in. And one of the first, when he was a white belt, we had, we were rolling, just getting to know each other. Uh, and he was going pretty hard and we were rolling and I submitted him a couple of times. And uh, again, you know, I just didn't know each other really well yet. Sure. Uh, we rolled and halfway through the roll, he says, Hey, do you mind if I go a hundred percent? And I'm, and I've always, <laughs> we, we've joked about it. I said, in that moment, I said to myself, this motherfucker is telling me that he's been taking it easy on me. That's the way I took it in the moment. I said, this mother. And he went a hundred percent and I submitted him faster than I did all of the other times, you know? Yeah. And Cause he just sucked, but he sucked faster. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was here to, he'll, he'll hear this. He'll hear this. And, and, you know, and I told, and I, you know, again, in that moment, I, I always talk about, you know, how jujitsu, you know, you really do need to leave your ego at the door, but it creeps in with everybody. It, it, sure. It's, it's going to creep in every once in a while. And in that moment, I, I took it wrong, but I said this, I mean, I didn't try to hurt him. I just, you know, he actually sure. gave it to me faster because he was just very sloppy, you know, again, wrestling background, but new white belt. And uh, so we always have that joke, and, I, and we've, we've, we've talked about it a lot on the show. And it, it was just kind of funny how, you know, he, again, he went harder, and he just got so slight. He just gave it to me. So I just, you know, I always have this, this kind of weird take on, on the ego side of things because I, I, I admittedly say I'm still learning that side. And it, it speaks to what we're talking about here in that I, I'm not great at letting people submit me. Or letting that guy that's going hard, like giving it to him. 
I, I kind of can't let them. I, I, it's, it creeps in every once in a while. Now that doesn't happen with higher belts. And look, I'm not the best purple belt in my gym. Uh, I'm the oldest guy in my gym. I'm the heaviest and the oldest hey. guy in my gym. So my dog. That's, I'm like, woohoo. But uh, so, you know, I kind of always have that. And, and it does happen a lot of times. Well, did you say you're the heaviest guy in the gym? I'm the, I'm the heaviest. Well, I should say I'm the heaviest guy. I'm the heaviest consistent guy to the gym. We have the occasional guy that comes back after being out for a while, you know, so, um, but yeah, I'm, Dude, I'm probably gym, the heaviest guy in, in my gym. Our gym, we call it, so we got like a 3,000 square foot mat space. I saw it's pretty big. And the, the back corner by the, where the garage, the bay door opens, we call that beef alley. Everybody <laughs> that trains back there is over 270. Really? There's probably 10, 10 guys every – this corn-fed white boys playing, trying to play Alabama football. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. Dude, there are some monsters. we got at least two guys every night over 300 pounds. Oh, wow. Insane, yeah. bro. Now, I've got some, got some younger kids in there that, that like, you know, work, you know, beefy, big guys. Um, there's probably a couple of guys right at right at my weight now. Again, white belts that are, that are newer. But as far as consistency, I've been there now with Felipe five years. Um, you know, we've had some big guys come and go. But as far as active, consistent, yeah, I'm usually the I'm usually the oldest and the biggest guy. We, uh, most of our older old timers, we've had a few old timers come and go too. But yeah, at 47, I, I believe I'm still the oldest. You know, every once in a while, I got I got to remind Felipe I am older than you. You know, I'm older than you. He's just I think he just turned 40. Just so, let him know. Yeah, I got to let him like, let's take it easy on me. I'm, old, I'm an old guy. I'm an old, I'm old man. I'm old. I have a heart condition. Take it easy on me. <laughs> hey, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, have you seen, I don't know how much flow grappling do you watch? Do you, do you watch much? Yeah, I like flow you're grappling, fucking, yeah. Um, did, you, did you watch that little special they did on like the American Jiu-Jitsu versus Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? No, like, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't wa- I just watch the matches usually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch the shows too much. Yeah. Uh, it, I like to watch the just the rolling, the training. I like yeah. that better than the matches. Yeah. I like uh, I forget his name, but there's a there's a kid that does something like fix my jujitsu. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I like those. I like those. I, yeah. I'm I I learn more from kind of and why I've taken to your videos. I like uh, I, I need a little bit more of the technical side. I like to when when my coach when Felipe's showing a move, I'm the guy that's walking around the other side because I need to see where his foot is. Where yeah. is that hand that I'm not seeing from this side? I need to see that and I need to see it a couple of times and that's how I learn. So watching stuff like that, like when it's like the fix my jujitsu and somebody is actually, okay, so you're doing this wrong, put this here. That's how I like to learn. So I really take to that, to that style, but I really, I, I love those. Um, the, 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 uh, there's a, they did a show American jujitsu, American versus uh, uh, Brazilian jujitsu, just the naming of it. I kind of sure. feel like 10th planet kind of falls into that American side. It's like, Hey, this was kind of created here. Do you have a, a stance on, I don't care what they call it, or, yeah, you know, I, I see the difference between American jiu-jitsu and Brazilian. No, don't care. doesn't matter. I, dude, I don't care at all. Yeah. I don't, you don't have to call it jiu-jitsu. I, yeah. I, really, I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, the principles of any grappling art are the same, whether yeah. it's judo or sambo or whatever. The principles are balance and weight distribution and leverage and timing and perseverance and patience. Like, those things are true in every discipline. So I don't matter if it comes from America or Brazil. If I don't have those things, I'm not going to win. Yeah. So I think just maybe the cultural side of things or the training methodologies are different uh, based on, some, you know, the rule sets inform the training. It's like even though judo and jujitsu are basically the same thing, the rule sets make them very different in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if 
you take the gi off in either one of those then the and and add leg locks in then everything's changes again and that's going to inform the training as well but the things that make you successful or unsuccessful never change yeah what do you think of combat jujitsu that's my favorite is it yeah i haven't you know yeah. I've, just, I've only seen like highlights i've never watched a full event uh, I know that there's one coming up it. in uh, in March. Uh, I think yeah, March yeah, Cancun. Yeah, Cancun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my my sponsors uh, is uh, he sponsors uh, Marcelo Cohen. Uh, one oh of the yeah, Marcelo's yeah. yeah. So uh, so we're 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 trying to have him on the show, but we were waiting till we could have guests in studio again, uh, till kind of the whole COVID tell him, thing. When you see him, man, tell Marcelo I said what's up. I yeah. really like that guy. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's, he's a squirrely he, little sucker. He's yeah. about that big. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice how small he was. I haven't met him face to face yet. I didn't notice how small he was till I saw him cha- training uh, in, in a video training with Wagner. He went. He was down at, at Wagner's place down here in Miami in Pepper Pines. And He's then the I size saw- of one of Wagner's legs. <laughs> you could fit him in your shirt and smuggle him into training. Nobody would know. You could have him hide. You could have Marcelo going hiding in your gi, and then you jump on top and like let him out, and then he could submit him and then jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> you should try that. He seems like a really nice guy. We're definitely going to have he him is, on. Man. Like I said, we want to we want to have him in studio. He wants to he wants to come in again once we get to these uh, the jujitsu roundtables again. He's got um, sick Kimura game. Dude. Yeah, that, you know, that, funny enough, that's what he was showing. That he was kind of uh, oh, he was in a position God. showing everybody else something. Yeah, yeah, I was calling him a tournament in San Diego. I was doing commentary on a tournament in San Diego one time, and he was. It's called Ultimate Mat Warriors. Richie Martinez puts it on. Okay. Or, or I don't know if he's playing on is that Boogie Man yeah, or is Boogie. Boogie, Boogie. You know, yeah, yeah. You know those guys? Uh, I don't. You know, not personally. I know of them, oh, and uh, I know they were at the, the first Jits King event I went to in Miami. Uh, before I think before the pandemic, he was he was down there. You know, they're I was the most fanboying cuddly, a little bit. Boogie is like the cuddliest dude in jujitsu. Yeah, he's the huggiest, nicest. Like he looks like he's a savage, ki- and he is a savage killer on the mats. Off the mats, he literally couldn't be any night he couldn't be nicer he's yeah. like jesus dude <laughs> <laughs> but anyway marcelo was in one of his tournaments and he locked up a kimura at, at several times during the course of the tournament i was just like blown away by his connection and his understanding of like just simple leverage it so good he's yeah. so good yeah, i gotta catch really that good. event I, I gotta catch it because i'm judging it from the outside going Wow, that looks just kind of it, it. It looks strange. I want to see a whole event, and you know, I've, again, I've probably seen, combat jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see the it's whole event. Different, it's different. Yeah, it's different. What I love about it the most is it just it's there's a layer of honesty laid over the top of it that's not there. With like you were, you mentioned Baron Boloing a little earlier. Yeah. Look, I, I like Baron Bolo. I'll Baron Bolo somebody, dude. I'm not scared of. It. Mm-hmm. But not if you're gonna hit me. I'm not gonna approach it with the same. Uh, I'm just going to approach my stances are going to feel different. My, where I put my head in some positions is going to be different. I'm, I'm going to clinch you more if you can hit me than just flowing around you and double butt scooting. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to prioritize top position. It's just, it's just a layer of honesty closer to a fight. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but without the same consequences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can hit you hard enough to make you respect and move as if I had put my knuckles or my elbow on you, but I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about the consequences the same way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we get to study what is true and what is not true when striking is involved on the ground, 
without having to, you know, sit each other on the sidelines for yeah. two weeks with a head injury. So is is this combat jiu-jitsu organization, is that Eddie's? He it started. is, yeah. It's Eddie's, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah st- I, I'm the commentator, so I get to go fly to Cancun. Oh, you're going. You're going to be every there. Couple of months. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm there every time. Oh, okay. I'm there every time. I, that was going to be my next question. You mentioned you're commentating. Is, is it just Eddie's, or do you comment? You, you mentioned another organization. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've done a bunch of different organizations, but I'm I'm uh, the full, I don't want to say full time is not the right word, but I do it every time for combat jujitsu. Yeah, and EBI. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. All right, look, I got a, I've got a couple of questions. We've got some listener questions. And then okay, we've got some speed round questions that we throw in. Let's um, go. So first of all, th- this isn't a question, but we had uh, this. Uh, the username is Harley five twelve Harley Moon. I'm not sure if you're going to know these I names. Know Harley. Harley. Yeah, okay. I know Harley. He three said, e- uh, Ethan is a black belt at Triad Martial Arts in Cullum under Daniel O'Brien, and he and yeah. Brandon look a lot alike, and they share the same birthday, so we joke around with them a lot. He wanted me what to tell you that same birthday. <laughs> he says he's got I the same birthday, the same birthday as you. And then he sent me the that. picture, and I saw the picture. I'm like, okay, that he could pass for Brandon. Did you yeah, have you guys competed against right. each other as well? Did he say you guys? Have, yeah, 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 we we competed against. He was the last guy that I competed against at Brown Belt. Okay, before I got my black belt. All right. Do you still? I mean, are you are you done with with competing tournament style, or do you still compete once in a while? No, I'm definitely done. I, yeah. I had a surgery on my neck at oh. Brown Belt, and okay. that that uh, effectively retired me. I tried to come back a couple of times. I accepted matches a couple mm-hmm. of times at black belt I, I i just can't i can't do the explosive work that needs to be done anymore mm-hmm. and uh so i just i can't represent what i'm capable of anymore okay and so i just took my focus away from competing that- it's never it never really moved moved my spirit in the first place i did it because i thought it was important i did it because eddie thought it was important and i competed a lot man i competed yeah. all the I won a lot. I'm not some world champion. I'm, def- I'm not a, definitely not the world champion, but I competed a lot, had a lot of success, especially like, you know, in the Southeast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just competition. It's not the part of martial arts that excites me. Okay. I'm a dork, dude. I like the art. Yeah. You know? I, I love coaching. I love coaching and teaching. I love when somebody, you know, younger than me or, uh, you know, a lower belt. It's like, Hey man, you caught me in that thing. You know, right now I'm working on a, a north south with a kid from our. That's a, he's just big dude taking like started taking the adult classes, uh, and every once in a while he'll you know will roll and he'll ask me. He's he's very specifically fallen in love with the north south joke, so he'll ask me like little details every once in a while, like hey I'm doing this and I didn't get this guy or I caught this guy. So I, I, that's the part that I love because at 47 I don't know how much more competing I'm going to be doing either. You know. Yeah, so. I uh, just the the competition doesn't move me. The, the 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 glory of winning doesn't move me to train any different. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, here's the way I, I treat my my own personal training. It's like I'm playing pickup basketball every day, dude. Okay. Or like okay. I'm just sitting and playing guitar. That doesn't mean that I have to go and play guitar in front of everyone and okay. and put on an incredible show to prove to you what what a great musician I am. Mm-hmm. Just because I like to sit and play guitar every day. Yeah. I play the guitar. I sit and play my guitar every day because it pleases me to mm-hmm. play my guitar every day. It th- that does move me. It does move me in an arc way. It inspires me, you know. And so I treat my jujitsu the same way. Like it, I, why do I still train? I don't train because I'm trying to be the world champion. Why do I train ten rounds every day or twenty rounds twice a week? Like 
because I love jujitsu. I just want to train. Bro. Yeah. And to me, it's like I'm playing pickup basketball every night. Like I'm not a pro, but I'm just the best dude on. I'm holding court out here every <laughs> night. You know what I mean? So you but, said, but, it, it, but I'm not going to shove you into the bleachers on a loose ball, yeah. just and pick up basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that did. Sometimes I just we lost the loose ball, and you're you're on offense now. Yeah, and that's okay. So you said Eddie required that at some point. Do you do you require that of your guys, or is it totally like, hey, I don't, yeah. I don't require that. Yeah. Eddie Eddie didn't require require mm-hmm. that of me, but it was kind of you know like growing up playing basketball. It was like, hey, we got a, a optional practice over the summer. I can't require you to be here to practice <laughs> this summer, yeah. but you're gonna want to show up to practice. Yeah. So, and and you know he just. I just knew that if that's what he wanted. Yeah. And so, uh, if he was my coach, man, and if he told me that I had to go and do something crazy to learn, I was, I was down to learn. Dave. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to follow him into a cult and drink some Kool-Aid or nothing like that. But <laughs> if it was about, if it was, if, if Eddie had an opinion on what made your jujitsu better, I was, and I still am, I'm all ears. And so that was important to him. That was an important part of his journey. And um, he just always emphasized it to me and to all of us that he thought it was important, especially if I was going to be leading others. Mm-hmm. I needed to be able to understand what they were going through. Okay. And uh, he, was, he was right about that. There are things you can only learn from competition. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe they're not even things that you need to become a black belt. But there are some things that you can only learn by committing yourself to a process and then going out there and failing miserably. (laughs) So I tell my students, you have to compete. You got to compete on not gotta, but I recommend that you compete until you have four specific experiences. You got to prepare yourself as well as possible and go out there and lose. You need to know what that feels like to have given everything and to done your best work and to come up short. You need to know what that pain feels like. It's very important, Mm -hmm. but you also need to prepare yourself as much as possible and then go out there and win because that tells you another, that tells you something totally different. You need that experience too. And then you need to not prepare as well as you should have and go out there and win anyway, because you need to know that you're capable of that. Like you need to have that experience too. And then you need to not prepare as well as you should have and feel the pain and the sorrow that comes from losing because of that. You Mm -hmm. need to have that experience too. Once you've had those four experiences, you've learned what you needed to learn from competition, take it or leave it. But I recommend that everybody go and keep going until you've had those four experiences. That's that's great advice, man. All right. So I've got another question here from, uh, this is Joseph Kissick as a new 39 year old white belt and wrestler. What Uh-oh. would some advice? I guess he's saying I'm a new white belt, but I'm a former wrestler. But I wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> what would be some advice to work on to keep my wrestling mind from getting me in bad positions in BJJ? And then also on the other side, also what would keep? Well, what should I keep from wrestling to help my BJJ? Uh, so keep the keep the dog. <laughs> keep the get on top, stay on top. Yeah. And then learn to use your bottom positions to enact your wrestling, to activate, I guess is a better mm. word, to activate your wrestling. So sit down, learn to play the guard to get on top. That's the, 
generally that's the advice I would give. If I had him here in the room specifically, you know, give him some, some better specific guidance. Mm-hmm. But those are the general things that I would tell a wrestler that was new. Very cool. So but now, keep the dog alive. Yeah. You need that dog, baby. Just don't let the dog drive the bus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you drive the bus and let the dog sit in the passenger seat. Gotcha. All right. So now we have one from Kai Amarante. Name sound familiar? Okay. This, do you know Kai? This is is Felipe, that the son? This is Felipe's son. So he says, "How old is he?" He uh, I think he's 13, 14 now. Okay, perfect. He's, uh, he's competed son, in Fight to Win twice. He won his uh, okay, he lost his first. Him. He won his second. Um, his uh, Felipe's undefeated. He's uh, he's three and zero. Oh. And I, I know think- he always sends me those matches on Instagram. <laughs> he's like, hey, I did that electric kick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was like, I want to share. He's like, no, no, don't share. I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> so he says, best way to do the lockdown on heavier people, which is everyone, <laughs> everyone he trains with. Yeah, everybody. Um, so you can't be flat on your back trying to play the lockdown, mm-hmm. right? That's the, that's the major thing. The, so imagine these are, these are my legs here mm-hmm. and I'm using my lockdown. I'm flat on my back here. See how flat I am. I don't know. If it, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm flat. These are my legs here. I got them locked down. This, this is the motion that I want to do where I'm bringing my knees to my face all the time. Mm-hmm. So I lock it down and then I pull my knees to my face and that shifts my opponent's weight up towards my upper body and it gives gets me closer to their hips and it gives me access to be able to move them now because it stops making their hips so heavy. So use your lockdown to go underneath the guy. So using the hands to bring him this way. If you got two underhooks, you just bring him this way and bring your knees like you're balling up tight, like you're like you're pulling your knees mm-hmm. in as you do it. I know you can't say my knees. No, no, no. It's hard to teach jujitsu on a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) man, I got to get better at that. Even better for the people that are listening that aren't seeing the video. (laughs) They're like, "What's going on? What is he doing?" Get over to YouTube, everybody. The two major mistakes that most people make with their lockdown is that they only keep it tight and stretch with it, Mm -hmm. and just like, "Oh, my lockdown's painful." Okay, I get it. Your lockdown's painful, but I'm still on top, and I'm cross-facing you you know what yeah. i'm saying you're like, only going to still... tap a white belt with that pain you're only going to yeah, once, once they yeah. learn like oh nothing's breaking here okay i could take this pain i could take yeah, this and pain i don't mean to, and i don't mean to imply that the lockdown isn't dangerous i actually think the lockdown's kind of one of the more, more dangerous moves in jujitsu as far as like knee health goes mm-hmm. for the opponent mm-hmm. but uh see so people stretch the lockdown and mm-hmm. they don't learn to move and whip with it yeah. so use the lock think of the lockdown as a two-on-one guy the lockdown, just like how in wrestling, if I collar tied you, you would snap me off and you'd sit in that Russian two-on-one on my arm and you'd guide me two, or a Kimura is two-on-one, right? The lockdown is two legs against one leg. So use that control to move around the guy. The same way you would with like a rolling Kimura. Use that two-on-one and that's the connection point and you're moving around to find the opening. It's either arm lock or Kimura or a back take or whatever it turns into, right? Same thing with the lockdown. But instead of controlling the arm two-on-one, you're controlling the leg two-on-one. There you go. We'll practice that when I come back into the gym, Kai. Hey, there's a couple of videos. I'll play the the bigger guy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of videos on my YouTube channel uh, that will answer my base. That'll give you my base advice on the lockdown for everybody. So go, go to that, Kai. Go to my YouTube channel and check those out. And then if you have questions... Shoot me a DM and I'll do everything within my power to serve you and help you. Awesome, awesome. To beat your dad. 
<laughs> yeah, we got to take them out. <laughs> All right. So those were our listener questions. Now, we usually do a speed round towards the end of the episode here where we uh, – these are kind of uh, about – four or five questions that we usually ask everybody get a different take. It's usually very similar or sometimes the same exact questions. But so if you could go am back, I supposed to answer and, them? am I supposed to answer them? Fast? No, you don't have to, but I'm not going to jump in and give you like my version and, and conversation. Take as long as you want. Uh, just kind of, I'm going to throw these at you though, as, as we go, uh, if okay. you could go back in time, what would you tell the white belt? You do exactly what you did. What just do it the same way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, at White Belt, all I just fell in love and I started training every day. That's the secret to getting good. It's yeah. just mad hours. Stack yeah. up those mad hours, dude. Perfect. Other than achieving the rank of Black Belt, what is your ultimate goal in jiu-jitsu? I want to see the world. I want to see every part of it with my wife. Yeah. So we're, we're just using jiu-jitsu to travel around and see it all have you traveled yeah, I have go. you traveled a lot outside of the u.s and have you been able to yeah 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 so not a, i wouldn't say a lot but I, i've been i've been with jujitsu to um brazil so far mexico canada you know on this side and then uh i'm gonna be in thailand the plan was to be in thailand and australia this year but uh that didn't work out yet but so when you, gonna, when you go, are you doing seminars? Or are you just, is it traveling just for yourself? I mean, it's, it's all based I mean, around jujitsu. I might do some seminars if I can set them up, but mm-hmm. I, I'll use my website. So I actually don't like, I don't take a paycheck from my school at all. Mm-hmm. I just, whatever money the school makes, I turn around and pay the employees or we get new stuff. Um, my, my living in my home is totally funded with my online jujitsu stuff. Mm-hmm. So we can go anywhere in the world. And just do it from there. That's awesome. So that's how we do it. That's Very how. Good. That's the plan. Okay. All right. So, what is the craziest thing that's happened to you on on or off the mat, or even in your gym? What's the craziest jujitsu related thing that's happened to you? Craziest, dude. So back in the day when we were training, I used to get challenge matches all the mm. time. Mm. It was just a different world back then. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Not like I'm some old head. I've only been training like 15 years, but especially in North Alabama, there was no jujitsu, but there was tons of martial arts and there was tons of fighting, like, like smokers and underground fighting kind of stuff. And so we would go and do those things, but we would have people come in. I mean, multiple times a week and be like, yo, I want to fight the best guy here. (laughs) And then some of those guys, some of those guys were crazy crazy we used to have this dude that was a total crackhead and he would come and train with us like three times a week but he was he was legit a crackhead but he would show up consistently and train. <laughs> it was wild dude it was wild <laughs> he was pretty crazy we got some of that on video i don't know where that video is but i got a, he brought a guy with him one time that was like messed out messed out and that guy was just like hitting the bag on the side and we were filming him and i had an old macbook and uh, it had a camera on it. It was only like we didn't have cell phone cameras. <laughs> I didn't at that time. And I flipped it around. It was just filming it, this guy hitting the bag with my MacBook. It was wild. He was he was totally messed out. Dude. Wow. And then and then that crackhead guy one time. His name was Toby. <laughs> I called him a crack. There's no way he's gonna see this. But Toby, <laughs> Toby, Toby. Toby, if you're if you're seeing this, I don't even mean crackhead derogatory. I just mean 
a dude who put crack in his head. Like, <laughs> you know, that's what you did. You know what I'm saying? It's not derogatory. I love you. But, <laughs> dude, one time, so at old school at the uh, at Webster's, Jamie had a couple of different guys from other disciplines, and he would give them time to kind of run, uh, like an hour a week to kind of run their program at his school, just just to have more martial arts. In. So he had a Kempo guy, uh, and the Kempo guy had a, just a, a giant ego, dude. He had a, this big ego about but nothing to back it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not, not to disparage Kenpo necessarily, just this particular practitioner. And so one time the crackhead dude, Toby decided that he was going to challenge the Kenpo guy at the Kenpo guy's own rule set. Oh, so he was going to do a Kenpo match He's zero experience in any kind of striking. He's only been grappling crackhead style for like three months. <laughs> and dude, he beat that Kenpo dude's, but just beat him down at the Kempo guys rule set. That was one of the funniest things wow. that ever that I saw. Correct. That was interesting. <laughs> you haven't seen Toby in a while? No, nah, I don't know what happened to Toby, man. Oh boy. He's a, uh, we've had some wild people come in over the years. <laughs> wild. All right. Next question. This is usually the hardest one here. What's your biggest regret as it relates to jujitsu? Not not knowing how to take care of my body as an as a younger practitioner, mm-hmm. thinking that this is definitely this is the biggest re- thinking that go harder means go better. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not even related necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. Because like we grew up playing sports, or not all of us grew up playing sports, but those of us like I grew up playing basketball and a little bit of football and stuff like that. You know, we're dealing with people who are the equivalent. Our coaches are the equivalent of blue belts in high school and middle school. You know, and so when they run into a technical problem in football, they solve it with hit him harder, hustle, get up. We don't drink water in practice. Water makes you like. Yeah. And so that's the mindset that I came into training MMA with. Like, oh, we're going to do this new sport. It's just like all the other sports go as hard, sacrifice my body. But that's not the way you get better. And as you get as I've gotten older and I've had to work around a couple of knee surgeries and a neck surgery, but, but, but at the same time, I'm not, I wasn't willing and I'm still not willing to be less good than I was. I had to learn to move and work with my injuries rather than through my injuries mm-hmm. or around my injuries. I had to let, let my injuries inform what was possible. So I'll tell you a, a story that relates to this. My friend Lonnie, um, he's like one of the big mentors in my life. Lonnie Jones is his name. Um, he teaches rappelling courses like ropes and climbing and stuff. And uh, he was teaching uh, this kid that he's just a story Lonnie told me. He was teaching this kid uh, how to how to climb. I, I can't remember what it's called. Belay. I don't know anything about climbing, but he's teaching him how to belay. And and the kid's got one hand. And uh, Lonnie says, "Well, man, normally." you have to do this with two hands. And he goes, well, normally I just have one. (laughs) And he said, don't tell me what I can do, what I can't do with what I don't have. Tell me what I can do with what I do have. Mm -hmm. And taking that philosophy and applying it to my own uh, limitations with my neck or with my knee or the various other injuries that I acquired being a knucklehead, 
you know, coming up has been really instructive. You know, that's a way of thinking rather than, than what to do. So, um, if I could, if I could go back and tell, like you asked me, mm. go back and tell yourself one thing, that's the only regret I got is I broke myself getting good at this and, uh, it doesn't have to be done that way. Yeah. I've answered that question the same way. Cause we used to ask it of, of the round table group. I've said the exact same thing. And one of the things I wish I realized earlier, you know, I stretch before I leave the house for the gym now. Uh, I have, I have, I just got an inversion board. I have the massage gun. Oh. I have the so right. I have them all. I have every, the chirp wheel. I'll make sure that I'm ready here before I even step out and get in the car and go to the gym. And, and I do that when I get back as well, learning how to take care of my body. And even like I come home, I'll, I'll, you know, kind of take care of my body again with some of those devices and then taking a cold shower that helps me immensely. But mm. I don't train uh, other than I, Saturdays and Sundays. I do open mats, but I can relax during the day. I'm not going to open mat or going to train. And then the next morning sitting in a chair for eight hours at my, at my, you know, marketing gig. So what I've learned is put a day between trainings. I just have to mm. at 47. I have to, or I, when I didn't do that, my wife would have to push me out of the bed with her foot in the morning. I'd be like, babe, I'm going to get up now. And she pushed me out of the bed. Yeah. I really couldn't learning how to even actually like stretching my legs, going to go to the chiropractor once a week now, get a massage, get the back, you know, taken care of. Um, I didn't do any of those things for the first five years. And again, just thought I was the same kid that used to just bounce back from an injury. And and now I don't want to say I'm paying for it now because I feel pretty good the way I'm doing things. But, you know, I definitely like well, cause you've learned, you've learned how to train now. Yeah. yeah. And, and as you, as you continue to get better and better, you're going to get better and better at, at getting better. Yeah. You, you I, I want to be training till I want to train till I'm dead. I really Word. do want to be on the mat for the rest but we of my can't, life. We can't, anybody who has that aspiration, it's not just about doing the maintenance things like the foam roller and the ice bath, mm. like important, especially as important as you get older. Mm. But even more important is learning to train in a way that still I still got better, like significantly mm. better. And I still won, but mm. I didn't abuse my body to do that. And I, just like we were talking about with the white belt, like I don't have to prove to you white belt every, not you, but mm. like you rando white belt that's wrong. I don't have to prove to you that I'm good at jujitsu. I'm already good. I already know I'm good. Mm. And so it doesn't make any difference if you know I'm good. Like if you have a spot where dude oh i'm just gonna tough through this white belt squeezing my head no 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 no. i'm gonna move and adjust towards comfortability that was another something that hickson um that i picked up off of hickson is uh when i do my jujitsu my objective just to <laughs> become more comfortable i just always to get one more comfortable than the other guy you know like I, i'm not I don't want to ever like imagine jujitsu is a zero sum game. Like there's only a hundred points of comfort to give between the two of us. Mm-hmm. If you've got 51 points of comfort, I'm behind. But when I take and become more comfortable, you become less comfortable because there were only a hundred points of comfortability. But again, with it's a zero sum game. So as I focus on becoming more comfortable and taking myself into more and more of a position of strength, or a position where I'm not bound, my movement isn't so bound, just by the act of me taking comfortability, 
you become more uncomfortable and the, mm-hmm. the balance starts to tip in my favor. So that's a, that's a huge lesson and something that has become so important to me as I've become older and, you know, a little, uh, I don't want to say wiser, but a little more experienced. Yeah. I, I think it's great advice. And again, you know, I want to, I, I take all these little nuggets and I put them in my mental filing cabinet because I really do want to be on the mat for the rest of my life. I mean, I'm, you know, Same. got a jujitsu t-shirt site. I've got the podcast. I've, I've drank the punch. You know, so yeah. everything that I do, everything that I do at my regular job, I can, you know, in my marketing gig, I help implement that and, and, and try to make the show more successful utilizing those things. So, um, yeah, Smart. yeah, it's great advice, man. So last question. And, and, and we may not be able to do this question with you. So do you train in the gi or have you ever trained in the gi? Like, is it? I've been training the gi done? a lot. Yeah. But I've never, I've never had, I've never been a student under someone in the gi. Okay. Like I wore the gi. Uh, for like three hours at open mat last week. You okay. know what I mean? All right. But I don't normally, I don't normally, I just don't enjoy it as much. Uh, okay. I think there's a lot of value mm-hmm. to training in the gi. I think the value is a bit uh, significantly overstated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's no reason to train in the gi. I, I think if you like training the gi, you should definitely do it. I think there's things you can learn easier by training, like posture, for instance. You have to posture correctly if the mm-hmm. guy's grabbing your lapel. Like you can't, do it half-heartedly and, and no gi sometimes you can get away with but you can't do that in the but i also think it creates crutches and offensively for a lot of people and i think you see that when um gi exclusive guys try to move into no gi their 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 movements are still very good their defense is often still very good but they are often very limited offensively when it comes to finishing because they're they're so reliant on the friction or the handles that they they had that a lot of times their setups and their controls and connections are off. This is my experience. What I see. So now, and, and then that works, that works going the other way too. Sometimes. So now the, so. the, the question in there, no, thank you. The, the question in there is we've, we have this battle on the show. We've had this since we started. Do you wash your gi belt? Yes. There you go. Team wash your belt. Thank you very much. <laughs> We've been having that debate since we started. I'm on the team wash your belt side. I, I just wash I it that. for no other reason than it gets dirty and I wash it just like I wash my underwear. Uh, some guys, uh, you know, that we, Oh, you uh, wash your underwear. Yep. Got to do that too. Yeah, I don't do that. One. Even do that wash one. them together, <laughs> wash them together. So that the power from the belt, you get it in the underwear. So any of oh, the, the power, power you lost from your belt from, transfers the to the underwear. The booty gets on the there belt. There you go. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, Brandon, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate you. Uh, I'm uh, honored to have you here. Hey, I truly mean listen, that. Listen, I'm honored that you wanted to have me back after I flunked out on the time on the first one. No, I, for real, dude, I apologize so much. You don't have to. Forget totally about it. Me. Water under the bridge. We put shit happens no, under there. I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Whatever was going to happen that day, that whatever reason we weren't supposed to have the podcast that day, it was a good thing. If you're a good person, good things like happen. It. And I definitely believe it wasn't meant to be that day. So we had a better okay, podcast well. today because of that. Uh, but I uh, like it. Awesome. <laughs> but, uh, I'll let you say goodbye. Uh, you know, do you want to give any shout outs, you know, sponsors, your event, tell anybody about, uh, tell everybody about the PGF, where they can see it, when it's going to be, um, you know, and where people can find you on, on online. Yeah. Just go to my YouTube or my Instagram mm-hmm. or you know, any of the social media stuff, TikTok, okay. Facebook, whatever. I got a Facebook group, a private group. It's got about 5,000 members. Okay. It's called BrandonMC.Ninja. Okay. It's just jujitsu dorks. <laughs> it's super, super active group. But it's no, it's not like a lot of the groups have like a lot of uh, 
just like memes and drama. Yeah. Like we got some memes, no yeah. drama. Yeah. So if you like that, then find my group on Facebook. But the main thing that I want to push out to everybody is the PGF on my okay. YouTube channel. I right. think I think that we've got something really special there, and I think that the community is going to really be excited about it. Awesome. How did your community react? Last question I'll ask you. How did your community react to the uh, the white belt tapping the purple belt, Isaiah? Do you, you know that whole thing? Oh, where yeah. Where you posted oh, so online, the micro adjustments and all that? I was way behind. I was way behind on that, dude. I, I missed that. I was, too. I was a little bit behind, but I, I just – one afternoon, I was like, "What's going?" On? I saw one of the groups that I'm in, like, like they shut down. They paused it because of the, all of the memes, and I, I got to figure out what this, figure out what this is. And do you have That's an opinion? So on it? Did, did you, did you catch up on it at this point, though? Do you know about it? Yeah, kind of. You know what's funny, dude, is I don't even really use as much as like I put social media stuff out all the time, but I really don't use social media as a consumer that much. So I miss yeah. most of that stuff. Yeah. That's like, a good way to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't use, I understand the power of social media, especially as a business owner. Yeah. Um, and like I said, man, I make most of my, my revenue for my family online. Yeah. So, you know, I, I understand the importance of it, but I also don't, I don't, want to get dragged into flipping through a news feed on any of the apps. Mm -hmm. So I really just post. And then if people reply, I just reply to comments on my stuff. I really don't ever see anything else to be honest with you. So yeah, I was like a week behind. So that's a good way to do it. And I definitely didn't go back and catch up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking Joe Rogan's advice on that a little bit, not because uh, we're with some, you know, uh, Joe Rogan superstar podcast more because it, it just sucks so much time out of your day and can bring you into yeah. this negative hole. We've been lucky that yeah. we get a lot of good feedback on the show, but just, you know, getting caught up in other, you know, the drama, of the last couple of years, politics, it's just, it's a time uh, suck. It's too much for me. You know, like, yeah. when all the, political stuff especially like with the virus and the whole trump situation with one side or the other i don't i don't i'm not a political dude and so to me it blows my mind to watch people like pick teams and and yeah. people that i know for a fact you're cool in person dude like i know for a fact that you're cool in person how are you a total doucher online <laughs> like, that doesn't, I, can't, I can't i can't get it it doesn't stick in my yeah, brain it's because and, the internet like, you don't is even like realize that you're being a douche. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I don't know. The, I, I, the internet's like alcohol. The internet's like so alcohol. I, it's it, the it, internet. Yeah. So you, you get on the internet, it brings out parts of your personality. So if someone's so, yeah. an asshole, he's going to be a yeah, bigger right, asshole the on the out, internet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the, uh, the, just being on the other side of a screen. Yeah. You know, not, not being, not sitting here. And even if we're just FaceTiming like this, yeah, we'll talk different to each other than we would. I'm much less likely to say something sarcastic in response to you. Yeah. Well, right the, 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 the old way of it was like, now it's keyboard warriors. We used to call it, I, I've been doing sales since I was in my twenties. We used to call it the telephone tough guy, right? You know, you're hot, you're on the uh, other side yeah. of the, or, or, you know, when my wife is having road rage and I'm like, if you got out of this car, <laughs> if that, you stopped and that guy gets out of this car, you realize he's going to kick their ass. You're only tough because you. you're in your 30, <laughs> this 3000 pound vehicle. This is the only reason why you're tough. Don't do that. Oh, that's my yeah. same advice for people online. But Brandon, listen, we, we got to let you go. We're actually going to do another. We're going to be doing another podcast after this in just a little bit. So um, we're going to oh, run. Oh, who's next? Yeah. Erin uh, Hurley. Uh, she started oh. uh, Submit the Stigma. Do you know she's who she is? Than yeah. Yeah, she's way cooler than me. Yeah, she's way So we got, we, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with her in a, in a little bit uh, on uh, your third episode 37. She's going to be episode 38. 
But listen, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm honored to have you on. I really appreciate you doing this. No worries about missing that first one. That is Water Under the Bridge. Uh, this will come out sometime next week. Uh, you know, I'll obviously tag you when we when we put it out. Uh, we, you know, we do obviously the sound in the video, so I'll uh, I'll make sure that uh, that I get you a message. But thank you so much for coming on. I really yes, appreciate it. My you. honor. Thank you so much. Thank man. you, man. You take care. Have a great weekend, man. Bye bye. Cool. All right, man. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. Uh, so we're going to let's do a little housekeeping, and then we're going to take a little uh, we'll take his, a little breather. So stick with us, everybody. We're going to, if I can get my uh, my logo scroll up, uh, we'll put our logos on uh, for our sponsors. So Yay. great dude, man. It, it really great dude. And I, when I say I'm honored to have him on, if you don't know who uh, Brendan McCatherine is, I mean, just do a little Google search. You got to check out those one-minute jujitsu hacks. Amazing, amazing techniques. You're going to just kind of like kick yourself going, I, I didn't realize that was there. But let's do our little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to, again, we're going to break and do another podcast in a little bit. Uh, so uh, check out the new GoFundMe link in the description in either the podcast sound or the YouTube video, or you could just go to at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram, click the link in our bio, and uh, it'll take you to all the different ways you can support. Uh, if that's all too confusing, you can actually just donate from our Instagram page, our foundation page, at the JJD Foundation, or on Facebook, just type it all out, you know, facebook.com forward slash the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation. Um, we're, we're going back to doing the, for every $50 you donate, you'll get an embroidered belt from Flow and Roll or a podcast mug, one of the mugs that you see on the table here, right? You, you want to show that, Bo? Yep. Uh, so you'll get a mug. Or an embroidered belt, again, for every 50. So if you donate 100, you choose what you want, all right? Check out the podcast store. we got these cool new shirts, uh, our new podcast uh, tees. The one that I gave Bo at the beginning of the show is there as well, lots of different colors. Uh, podcast store is jujitsudummies.shop, 15% off with code JJD. Uh, ranked rash guards tees, still got face shields up, backpacks, coffee mugs, um, lots of different swag. Free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. And uh, Fight Pack. I'm sorry, Fight Pack CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. Don't forget, you could support the foundation on Amazon Smile. So, again, you can go to our Instagram at Jujitsu Dummies and uh, you can see instructions for the setup. Uh, just go into your Amazon app, go into the settings, switch it over to Amazon Smile. Everything's exactly the same but you donate like 0.05% of each purchase goes automatically to the foundation where we award scholarships to kids, first responders, and veterans, okay? I'm uh, Milton Campus, again, Uncle Milty BJJ <laughs> on Instagram, if you forgot, right? You can get me at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. Sorry, going so fast, everybody. But again, we're going to take a little break and do another podcast after this, so want to take a, a little time to take a breather. Uh, thank you again for watching, everybody. Stay safe. Oos. Oos. Woo! Woo!